On today's episode of Locked On Longhorns, Arch Manning wants an old school recruitment. Josh White, the LSU linebacker, has answered the transfer portal, and your Texas Longhorns have made him an offer. And our baseball team continues to struggle. Longhorn Nation, it's hump day. We're halfway through the week. You are Locked On Longhorns, your daily podcast on the Texas Longhorns. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to another edition of Locked On Longhorns, your daily number one source for all things Texas athletics. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Jonathan Davis, the voice of University of Texas football and basketball. Thank you, as always, for making Locked On Longhorns your first listen of the day. For my audio listeners, make sure you're subscribed on YouTube for exclusive content and to put a face behind the voice of your favorite podcast. Make sure you like us, rate us, review us, give us five stars. Anything less than that, I have to believe you aren't listening hard enough. We will have Justice Finkley's mother on the podcast on Friday. I know a lot of people have reached out and said they're really excited about that interview. I announced it yesterday on the podcast during the fourth spring practice update uh, podcast episode. And so uh, an amazing interview with an amazing woman. Cannot wait to have Justice Finkley's mother on the podcast this Friday. Make sure you're tuned in every day, but especially on Friday for an amazing interview once again with Justice Finkley's mother. If you're watching on YouTube, a couple of days ago, I had an HEB basket above my refrigerator. It caused for a lot of comments and concern. I'm not sure why, but I have removed the HEB basket so that we can focus on the Longhorn content and not the contents of my house. But I know why y'all came to the podcast, so let's get right into it. So we know that the story of Arch Manning's recruitment has been one of the biggest stories in college football since he started uh, at Isidore Newman High School in New Orleans, Louisiana. We know that the hype behind Arch Manning comes from the quarterback pedigree of his family. His grandfather, Archie Manning, spent time in the NFL playing for the New Orleans Saints. His uncles, Peyton and Eli Manning, have combined for four Super Bowl championships in the NFL. Peyton Manning largely regarded as one of the greatest quarterbacks in National Football League history. And so there's no secret why Arch Manning is the number one recruit in the 2023 class. And there's no secret why he uh, has largely uh, been called the biggest and most hyped recruit of all time. And in the social media era and the NIL era, we've seen kind of the spectacle uh, that recruitment has become. You know, when you look at uh, I remember the, the video where Brian Kelly, I think he thought he was dancing. I don't know what he was actually doing. Uh, he's dancing with the recruit and, you know, they go viral on Twitter and TikTok and all of that just for the prospect to turn around and choose Alabama. Right. And so it's just so much that goes on um, with this recruitment. We saw O'Shawn Mathis when he took his visit to the University of Texas and, you know, they're dropping the pictures and he's talking about how great his visit was. And, you know, the pictures were Gary Patterson came out with the hook of him and it's causing a lot of buzz. It's causing uh, a lot of, uh, you know, the fan base to get invigorated and things like that. But he still hasn't even made a decision yet. And, and you know, I'm being told that he wants to wait until he finishes school. So he's probably not going to make a decision until the summer. And so it's just a lot of, uh, you know, it's a big spectacle now. And, you know, I'm not saying that they don't deserve it at all. I think if your skill set um, and, and what you bring to the table is allowing for people to recruit you and do everything they can in their power to get you to their school, you definitely should and deserve 
to lean into that, you know, get the red carpet treatment. But I think it's interesting that possibly the most hyped recruitment, uh, most hyped recruit of all time in Arch Manning is shying away from that and does what doesn't want that red carpet treatment and just kind of wants to focus on being a teenager while making the best decision for him and his school. So his head coach uh, at Isidore Newman, who was kind of running point on his recruitment, said a couple years ago when this all started, I asked Cooper, which is Arch Manning's dad, what do we want this to be like? He told me he wanted it to be a 70s or 80s experience. He didn't want him to get caught up on social media and seven on seven teams and people having so much access to him that he never has authentic conversations. This has all been with intent. Coaches have gone through me first. I really just act like a filter for the family when teams reach out. I report the information to his parents and Arch and ask them what they think. For every Zoom or coach that has come through, I remain close to the family. Now, he goes on to say, we've had kids that can get so caught up in their fact that they're excited to be blessed and humbled to announce an offer on Twitter that they're not even really looking at whether it is a committable offer. It's like a patch on a leather jacket. So that's just not the case with him. It requires more time and care for me in terms of my communication with everyone. That's why he doesn't have a timetable or a list of favorites. It's been about the kid and the process. It has been refreshing. It can be exhausting, but it's the right way to do it. I wish, I wish more kids did it this way. So once again, it's different uh, to see this in, in an era uh, of social media and, and NIL and really just leaning into that red carpet treatment that these recruits and potential commits get. It's interesting to see that a prospect like Arch Manning has decided to shy away from that and being a teenager. Now, his head coach at Isidore Newman uh, really is no secret to uh, this type of recruitment. He's recruited um, well, he's dealt with the recruitment of players like Odell Beckham Jr. He coached Odell Beckham Jr. in high school, who was heavily recruited. So he dealt with that process. And he was high school teammates with Peyton Manning uh, when he was getting recruited, one of the largest recruits in the nation before he headed to Tennessee. And so um, they know, you know, what this process can do uh, to, you know, a recruit or, or a high school kid, how this can affect him. I had Reese Beecham, the preferred walk on on uh, the podcast last week. He'll be joining the team in the summer. And he talked about how he's known and, and played with uh, Quinn Ewers since the seventh grade. And, and he was getting offers in middle school, you know? And, and so if, if people are coming to you, offering you the world, the moon and the stars and, and saying that, you know, you're able to transform a program and they'll do anything to have you come on their campus. Fan bases have been, you know, reaching out to you on Twitter and social media saying, come to my school, do this. I can't wait till you, you know, such and such, all of that. Just all the hype that comes with it uh, can really, you know, get to a prospect's head, get to a, commi a commit's head. And I think it can affect how the recruitment goes where, you know, instead of focusing on just making the, the best decision for where you want to go to school, the best cultural fit, the best city fit, all of that, you can kind of get into the glitz and glamour of who's offering me the most, you know, whose jersey do I look the coolest in? whose fans are the most hype on social media, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, and making it about everything but the right college choice for the commit or the recruitment. And so the head coach also talked about just a little bit about Arch Manning and what Arch really wants. And so he said, you know, I really believe this, but Arch is truly just wanting to find the best fit for him. He is a meat and potatoes kind of kid. He drives a pickup truck to work. He wears a hat. He likes to throw balls after school. While he's a deep kid, it's all about fit and finding the best place for him to go on every level. He wants to be a student. He's very social. He's popular and has many friends that he's had since he was in pre-K 
at Newman. He's not getting caught up in what other people seem to be. We don't discuss things like NIL or conferences or uniforms teams where he's all about the school forming relationships with every single coach on these staffs. He wants to get along in the locker room. And when he goes to these schools, he's going as a recruit. There is no red carpet. And so I think, uh, you know, one thing that came up over and over in this article is authentic relationships with these coaches and authentic conversations. I'm not saying that he doesn't have that at Georgia, Alabama, Florida, LSU, whatever schools he may be interested in. But definitely at Texas, we know that that's something, um, you know, that we've heard, you know, Coach Milwe, Coach Sark have really strong relationships uh, with Arch Manning and his family. And I think that that's one of the reasons why people speculate uh, that they're, you know, in one of the teams in the lead for his recruitment. But I think if this article told us anything is that we don't know as much about Arch Manning as we potentially thought we did. And we don't know as much about Arch Manning's recruitment as we potentially thought we did. So shout out to Arch Manning and his family for being very tactical and strategic about his recruitment and making sure they're allowing him to focus on being a teenager and making the best decision for himself rather than getting caught up in the glitz and glamour of everything that's going on in the recruitment trail. Definitely shout out to The Athletic for a really good interview. And I wanted to make sure I brought y'all that as much as possible with all of the quotes and different things. But of course, of course, in the era of paywalls, it's hard to get to certain information. Coming up next, we talk about Josh White, linebacker in the transfer portal and what that could mean for the Longhorns depth at the linebacker position. And then we got to talk about our baseball team and their struggles as of late. But first, a word from our sponsors. The NCAA tournament has me losing money left and right. I need to try out Stat Hero because Stat Hero's NCAA single game pickums pits the star players against each other in an amazing hybrid between fantasy and sports gambling. Take control back from those handicappers that always seem to have the advantage. Start focusing on the players you know best with a gameplay that doesn't rely on big spreads, long odds, or funky props. Stat Hero gives you the advantage, resulting in their gamers winning four times more often. Why? Because Stat Hero eliminates the mystery about who or what you are going up against. In addition to their pick'em games, they also have dozens of lineups you can comb through to take on head-to-head. Stat Hero is the easiest and fastest way to get your sports action fixed. The Simple Sleek gameplay will have you playing in minutes. Sign up for free right now at StatHero.com slash LockedOn and use promo code LockedOn for a 100% deposit match. That's StatHero.com slash LockedOn for a 100% match. StatHero.com slash LockedOn, promo code LockedOn, terms and conditions apply. All of this talking has me hungry, and whenever I'm hungry, I make sure I have a built bar, especially the puffs, because puffs are the first ever protein infused marshmallow. They're fluffy, they're marshmallowy, and they're not just a protein bar, they're a treat covered in 100% real chocolate. Yes, all built bars are covered in 100% real chocolate, including the puffs, and with flavors like yummy cinnamon churro, coconut marshmallow, and banana cream pie, I guarantee you. These are going to be your new favorite. Low calorie, high protein, replace your candy bars with these. At Built Bar, they are all about the taste. They make it taste delicious first and then figure out how to make it healthy. And I don't know how, but they pull it off every single time. Go to Built.com. Use promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. 
So Josh White, LSU linebacker, has entered the transfer portal. This is a player that was in the 2020, uh, 2020 recruitment class. And Tom Herman and his staff were heavily keyed in on him before he ultimately made his decision to head to LSU and Baton Rouge. And when we look at the linebacker position at the University of Texas, I think right now it's one of the positions that's lacking um, depth. And really, at this point, just one of the least – uh, depth having uh, position groups at the University of Texas and probably um, one of our weakest uh, position groups right now. Of course, you do have players uh, like Agent Zero. Looks like Jalen Ford and, and David Jabenda um, have had really good practices. We know that Luke Brockermeyer is recovering uh, from a torn ACL, so it remains to be seen when he'll be able uh, to get back on the field. But definitely um, you want to bring in some reinforcements to that linebacker group if you can. They did bring in a three-star recruit, um, but I'm not sure he'll be, uh, be able to make much of an impact this year. Also, um, they're looking at D. Ricky Wright out of Vanderbilt in the transfer portal. I haven't heard much about him making a decision, so I'm not sure where the Longhorns stand on that. And so now you have Josh White who has entered the transfer portal and your Texas Longhorns have made him an offer. Some other schools that have offered him so far since he entered the transfer portal two days ago, Baylor, Miami, TCU, and USC, just to name a few. And so the former four-star recruit, who once again, Tom Herman and his staff were really keyed in on, were unable to get him before he went to LSU. He's appeared in 10 games for the LSU Tigers, only amassing six total tackles so far. So hopefully his best football is ahead of him. Um, he has did not play in, in 2021 uh, due to a myriad of injuries. And so hopefully um, he has a cleaner bill of health if he comes to Texas or wherever school he goes to moving forward and so he talked about really um just wanting to be able to go to a place where he can make an immediate impact on the field and compete for a starting job and i'm not sure if he'll be able to win a starting job at the university of texas but he definitely can come in and make an immediate impact and get a lot of playing time once again this is just a position group right now for the university of texas that does not have a lot of depth and it remains to be seen outside of age at zero um, and I have to mention one of my subscribers who, who said that Agent Zero uh, wasn't as great as, as he, everybody thought he was last year. And he looks like a point guard. You know, I talked about him coming into uh, at 221 pounds uh, to the spring. So I just thought that was hilarious. I had to mention that on the podcast. Um, but outside of Agent Zero, we just don't know who are going to be on the impact players at the linebacker position. I think David Chabinda has a good has had a good spring so far. I think Jalen Ford has had a good spring so far. But um you know, players have had good springs in the past that haven't resulted in them making an impact on the field. And so I think he definitely has a path, uh, Josh White, to coming in and competing um, for an integral role uh, on this defense. And, and once again, this is a player out of Houston, a player that the Longhorns were keyed in on before. I think a player that is really interested in playing um, for the Longhorns. And, you know, he talked about, you know, that although he has schools like, you know, Miami and USC um, offering him, it would be a dream come true. Uh, for him to be able to stay close to home and, and start and be able to compete for a starting spot at a Texas school. And so if I'm reading into that and, and those comments, it looks like, you know, TCU and the University of Texas and maybe any other Texas school that hops into his recruitment uh, would have an advantage there. And so um, just with his history uh, of with Texas recruiting him and, and I think them probably being uh, one of his top choices outside of LSU. I think that they really have a good chance to bring him in. Now, he does say he wants to take his time uh, with his recruitment and probably not make a decision um, until over the summer. 
So if he does decide on the Longhorns, he won't come in over the summer until over the summer. And so I think that might impact his ability uh, to start definitely. Uh, but just how long it takes for him to get caught up with what Pete Kraskowski and Gary Patterson want to do on defense and then how quickly he'll be able to grasp that, get up to speed and then turn that into production and being able to play on the field. But once again, this is just a, a group that is not really deep right now. And um, I think if Josh White is able to come in and, and definitely could get some playing time over the next couple of years, we know this is probably agent zeros last year at the 40 acres. They keyed in on a lot uh, of linebacker recruits right now. Um, but there's no guarantee that you're not going to get a linebacker that can come in and play as a true freshman. So I definitely think, you know, Josh White, if they can get him, he has a great chance to play over the next couple of years if he can stay healthy. And I think this adds some much needed depth from the transfer portal to your linebacker group if they can bring him in, especially if you're not able to get D. Ricky Wright in the transfer portal. So we know that Texas had one of the top transfer classes bringing in Ryan Watts, who looks like a home run already. Once again, it's the spring. So I'm going to temper uh, my expectations and temper my excitement. But from everything that's coming out of spring practices, he looks like a stud. Um, Quinn Ewers, you know, um, who eventually could be uh, one of the best transfers in this class if he wins the starting job. Jaleel Billingsley, who's competing for a top tight end spot. And then Isaiah Nair, who people have been raving about as a wide receiver next to Isaiah Nair. So, I mean, next to Xavier Worthy, excuse me. So if you get a player like Josh White to shore up your linebacker death, a player that could come in, um, spill Jalen Ford and Agent Zero and make some meaningful impact plays right away. And then a player like Oshawn Mathis, who I think they're their favorites to land um, right now. Both, you know, Oshawn Mathis and Josh White plan to make a decision over the summer. So we're a couple of months away probably from that. But uh, for everything we've been hearing in spring practices, I think this defense has been flying. This defense is going to look a lot better. I think adding Gary Patterson um, and, and his knowledge to this uh, defense and then just him, them being a lot hungrier this year, true freshmen balling out, transfers balling out. I think this defense is going to play a lot better. And if you can add uh, a Josh White and add a O'Shawn Mathis to what this defense is already looking like in spring practices, look out. Coming up next, we talk about your Texas baseball team and how they might be able to get back on track. First, a word from our sponsors. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry? You have access, you have computers with access to Rock Auto dot com at home and in your pocket save time and money when using rock auto rock auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years rock auto prices are reliably low for every customer go explore their easy to use website today to find the solution to your auto part needs go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in there how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com all right so your texas baseball team came into the season number one in the country it was looking almost like a foregone conclusion with the talent they had from top to bottom eight all big 12 preseason performers on a list of 21 players um and so it, it was looking you know like they're the most talented team in the country from top to bottom and they were going to be able to have a great chance to compete for their seventh college world series title and things started off great this team started off 11 and oh um there was talk about them possibly going undefeated which we knew wouldn't happen you know but you know how the longhorn fans get you know how we get so uh we were talking about that but overall 
Um, this team just looked like one of the bright spots at the 40 acres. But since starting off 11 and 0, things have not been great. So they are 8 and 8 since starting off 11 and 0. And Tanner Witt was announced out for the season uh, with a shoulder injury right after um, that 11 and 0 stretch. And so they're 8 and 8 since the injury um, and the season end injury to Tanner Witt has happened. After going 11 and 0, they went on a 2 and 5 stretch. Then after that, they went 4-0, and and things seemed like on the come-up, even though uh, those were teams that were lesser in the competition. And since then, uh, they have gone 2-3 and three with losses to Texas Tech, two losses to Texas Tech, and then one loss to Texas A&M. And we know as a fan base, these are the two schools. There's a few more, of course, Oklahoma, but definitely A&M and, and Texas Tech. I saw somebody on Twitter said, I don't even want to lose to them in hopscotch. You know, and I think that's definitely true. You know what I mean? Like, we don't want to see – uh, losses to Texas Tech or Texas A&M regardless. And so uh, when you look at the last five games, they've given up 36 runs in those five games and 33 runs in three losses. So there are three losses in that two and three stretch. They're giving up 11 runs a game. So since um, Tanner Witt's uh, season in the injury has been announced, I just think the pitching hasn't been great. I don't think they've been able uh, to, to find that third starter to be able to replace their protection um, that Tanner Witt was giving them. And I think also um, is putting a little more strain on the bullpen as the bullpen has not been as great as they were uh, in their first 11 games. And so in their first 11 games, they never gave up more than four runs in any game. The most they gave up was four runs. And they only did that once in their first 11 games. In the last 16 games, they've given up four or more runs in 11 of 16 games. So in their first 11 games, they did not give up more than four runs at all. They gave up four runs once. In their last 16 games, they've given up four or more runs 11 out of 16 times. So definitely um, they're going to have to get back to the basics on the pitching, uh, focus on getting outs, and uh, you know just being able to close games. We saw two times against Texas Tech, they won on a walk-off you know, steal, uh, which is crazy, and then a walk-off grand slam. Uh, so the pitching has to get better. I think the offense – has, you know, still been pretty consistent, but you have to pick up your pitching. You know, that's just what makes baseball touch. If your pitching staff gives up 10 runs, you got to score 11, you know, and, and so um, continue to to be able to hit and, and pick up their pitching. The pitching has to be better. And overall, they just have to be better at closing games um, and, you know, being better about facing off against tough, you know, competition after they swept Alabama and, and beat LSU and uh, Texas, I mean, LSU and uh Tennessee, excuse me, they haven't been great against Power 5 conference teams. Like I said, losing to Texas State, uh, who's not a Power 5 conference team, but, you know, a D1 school, losing to um, Texas Tech, losing to Texas A&M, losing to UCLA, um, losing to College of Charleston, you know. So um, hopefully uh, this team can get back on track. I think they've just been spiritually defeated in the last 16. And then when you start to lose games like this, when you come in and you're reading all of the tea leaves, it can affect – um, how you play when when things don't go well as you thought they would. And so this was the preseason favorite to win it all. And, and now they're looking shaky eight and eight in their last 16 games. So they're going to have to find that spiritual resolve um, and be able to use this as a rallying moment and continue uh, to get back on track and then continue um, to dominate for the rest of the season like they did the first 11 games. Now they have the weekend series coming up against Oklahoma um in arlington texas at globe life field i will be in the building for the saturday game at noon if you see me give a holler and hopefully they can get back on track against 
a hated rival in the Oklahoma Sooners. Thank you for tuning in to Locked On Longhorns and making this your first listen of the day. Of course, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Tomorrow, we'll have the fifth spring practice updates after spring practice, the fifth one for the Texas Longhorns. And of course, once again, on Friday, Justice Finkley's mother will be on the podcast. Make sure you're tapped into that. Longhorn Nation, thank you for all the love and support. Peace.